Hello and welcome to episode five of Puck and Dirty. My name is David and I'm the host of this pod and I'm happy to have CBJ fan Matthew Stalter here uh, on today. Hello. Newly hired, ready to, you know, serve the working world again, nine to five, uh, work down to those knuckle bones. He, he's ready. He's ready oh, to work yeah. again. I'm ready to get back <clears throat> on my horse and make some fucking money. You know, pull yourself up by those bootstraps. Yeah, whatever. Uh, but we, uh, pu- this is uh, Puck and Dirty, and we are a hockey podcast for the Dirty J Sports Network, uh, primarily covering you know the, the Pittsburgh Penguins, Florida Panthers, CBJ when Matt comes on, and you know any kind of puck, hockey pop culture out there. Uh, if you if you if you're interested by that, then you should definitely check out our socials. We're at Dirty J Hockey and at Dirty J Sports uh, for Ryan. And our boys over there, uh, we post pretty frequently. Um, I kind of just post whatever you know is cool and happening in the hockey world that day. So pretty fun, pretty fun. Uh, Matt, I know I kind of just alluded to it. You got in your last week since we've talked, you've uh, potentially got a job. That's pretty cool, pretty big in your. Yeah, you know, I uh, got an offer for an engineering position, and I'm uh, considering it. And I have to work through the details of the contract, but it should be a good fit for me. That's good. Got to get back back on the horse there. Get some money. Fix your car. Really yeah, my car's, car's being fixed, but... That's good. That's definitely good. Um, honestly, I didn't really do all that much uh, last week. I did celebrate Thanksgiving with my parents because they're going to freaking Bahamas for oh. Thanksgiving. Kind of ridiculous, I know, but also, like, kind of sneaky, honestly. Like, sneaky good. Like, yeah, like Thanksgiving, you're with your, your, your you know, that's going to be an empty resort. You're usually with your family kind of thing. So, it's like, I feel like that's a, a sneaky good idea on, on their part. Yeah, like, traveling might be terrible for them. But, like, once I get there, it should be and, paradise. And I don't even know, yeah, I don't know how bad the travel is to, to, uh, Bahamas. I know you're gonna have to connect in Florida, but I, I I'd like to just shout that out. I think that's kind of sneaky, you know. Sneaky that's a cool. Good move right there. Uh, I wouldn't mind doing that. I just I've traveled for Thanksgiving numerous times, being going to college in Florida, and it sucked every time. It's always yeah, people inconsiderate and a little bit too full, and that was even before COVID. So I don't even know how much worse it'd be. I'm not looking forward to the ride over to Ohio. I'm going to be in Columbus for Thanksgiving, and maybe I'll catch a Jackets game Friday night. Dude, you should go. That'd be my, legit. Mm. My uh, my tickets plug, my a.k.a. my dad, He uh, <laughs> he's boycotting the Jackets big time this year. Because they suck so bad? Or? Yeah, they and I'm like, Dad, but like they won a couple games, but we'll get into that later. Hey, I mean, we could talk about it right now a little bit. Uh, we could actually transition to hockey talk here. Um, so... You, you're, you mentioned CBJ, but yeah, we'll get to them in their little section here. But I have a few ha- uh, little happenings around the league. Uh, fourth fourth overall, Shane Wright, fourth overall pick. He was actually demoted to the AHL on a conditioning stint. I think he has like maybe an assist through eight games so far. Um, Oof. Definitely... I feel like it's one of those things where it's like talk shit, get hit kind of thing. Um, and he like 
he has okay so i have his stats here in seven games played he only has one assist um his his numbers like Corsi doesn't look great but his time on ice is also awful so that's not a huge deal in such a small sample size but talk shit get hit it's like he said that uh before the draft he's like i deserve to be first overall i deserve to have this honor i don't know if you remember that i but don't he's, he said it during Dang. the summer, and right now, I i mean, it's not like Slavovsky, Slavovsky has looked great in Montreal. He also got suspended, I think, and he just finished serving that suspension. But I feel like there's, maybe it's a distraction for, for Shane Wright. I'm thinking, but like, yeah. with the young guys and the speed of the league right now, like Shane Wright might have not been NHL ready quite yet, so that mm-hmm. could be a reason they sent him down. He's only 18. Like he is still extremely young. Like not everyone comes into the league and is an know. immediate impact. Yeah, exactly. And like I said, Slavoski is only on that team because Montreal sucks and they don't really have any depth. I think he's a winger too. Yeah, I I'm pretty sure. Uh, who was taken third? Was that uh? Kent Johnson? Uh, good question. Or was that last year? I can't keep the draft straight. That's Logan Cooley was taken third by the Coyotes, and Simon Nemec was taken second by the Devils. Holy shit, that's right. The Devils drafted second overall. And they're, then a, they're, and they're like, like one of the favorites to win the Cup right yeah, now. Yeah, they're on a 13-game heater right now, uh, and and that's crazy. Uh well, but I, I we could talk about that in a little second. But um, Shane Wright, I mean, I, I call it a, a hero to zero moment. You know, he kind of looks like an ass. It's like even more so. It's like if you back it up, you're cocky. But if you don't back it up, you kind of just look like an ass. And hockey kind of doesn't really like take that kind of like culture well. You know what I mean? Like me. Yeah. For- it's a very like gentlemanly game off the ice, and your team you first. show like your opponent respect and your competitors respect like through and through in hockey. And like what he said, based off just what you're saying is pretty, like pretty arrogant, pretty cocky. Seems like he might not be NHL ready quite yet. And he was a little over his head. True. NHL ready could also mean mentally, you know, he might be there physically. You're right. But if he's not mature enough to handle the side of the game that, you know, like Sidney Crosby could handle at that age, you know? Yeah. Yeah, he's not ready. Um, but, yeah, sucks for him. So, Seattle, I think they're not going to rush into anything. I don't – like, if if I had a trajectory for him, I'd say within the next two years he'd probably be a regular on their team. Um, for sure. I, think, I feel like Seattle is just impressing, at least me, but most most people in the hockey world right now – and I think they're winning more games than they should, so I think it's another reason they're they're not gonna like rush him. Uh, there's no like if they if they're in win now mode, I'd be surprised. Like I truly don't think they're built for that, but they're definitely surprising people. Yeah, like no offense to Ryan, but the crackheads, I don't I don't think they're a playoff team still. And down the stretch, we'll see how they really like react under pressure and see if they could keep holding together these wins. Yeah. And if, if it's like if holding together wins, if it's being held together by anyone, it's uh, Martin Jones, who is playing out of his fucking mind right now. Oh yeah. And 
I mean, he, like I've talked shit on him before, and like I remember him in that Stanley Cup Finals. He was a tough, uh, tough nut to crack, so to speak. Uh, he was really uh, a good competitor, a good goalie. Like that, that team was very good uh, when we played the Sharks. I just felt like they couldn't score with us, which is I think a huge factor. <laughs> the Pens, like in, I remember, like I, I rooted against the Pens in that back-to-back series. Yeah, fuck you. Sorry, but uh, okay. I uh, the Sharks that year were a great team that could have won the cup, but the Pens got in their way. And I mean, yeah, the Pens that year were definitely one of the best teams assembled within the last five years, even like maybe even ten. But yeah, like seriously, that that team was insane. Um, yeah, and fuck you for rooting for them, but I'm rooting for them now. Go. Go uh, get some shutouts for me. Keep my fantasy team beating Dunkel. That's all that matters. Um, my So that was a, a pretty far tangent from the original topic here. But my uh, next topic I have is uh, Hosa. His number was retired. Um, I, I was against the Pens against uh, when Malkin had his 1,000th game played. So I was like, oh, this is oh. kind of this is kind of weird. There was, like, two different uh, events going on at yeah. the same time. For and, and for Chicago's defense, like, why would they care about the opposing player? But in the same token, it's like, Jesus, he played a thousand games with the Pens. And on on another side of this weird-shaped token, I guess they probably want to let the Pens do their own thing, uh, that, like, at home for, for Gino. Show them the respect. Did they give him the silver stick in that game? No, uh, not in Chicago. No, maybe for uh, what you call it when we go back home to Pittsburgh, maybe. But we, uh, yeah, so that that was odd. And that game was a five-three game where the Pens went up three nothing on them. They came back, so I was like, oh shit, this game's actually interesting. But then Pens eventually won five-three. That was a pretty good game. Yeah, I. Might have missed that one. I'm pretty sure that was Sunday. I was watching yeah. the NFL. Yeah, um, I'll go into it more when we get to the, the Penguins corner here. Um, my my last real like impressive note or whatever note of, of substance is that the the Devils are on a 13 game heater here. Like they, I I feel like they're they're a legit team. I I feel like they're missing a uh, Palat as well who is another player that could make a huge impact when it uh, when it comes to playoffs. I, I think last week we discussed this a little bit um, about Pilot. I, I think he's a good leader to have. And honestly, I, I don't know what his injury was, but giving him a little time off after two years or three years of going deep in the playoffs might not be the worst thing. I, I mean, I, I think the Devils, like, their goaltending situation, like Vanacek, he's been a stud. Like whoever got him in fantasy is pretty lucky. Pat, Pat has him. And and I, I almost picked him up too. I might even told Pat to do it. Like <laughs> that's the that, shit part. I helped Pat. I'm like, God damn it. I'm going to lose because of this. <laughs> but yeah, I, I think Vanacek's legit. I agree. And Blackwood, I think is, I don't know if he's been playing actually, but. Yeah, I'm I'm not sure, but Devils all around look like a solid team. I 
I I don't know. They've won 13 straight games. There's not much bad things to say about them. I mean, yeah, their depth scoring's there. Um, so they have this guy named Akira Schmidt. He is three and O this season. Uh, nine four one save percentage, one three four goals against. So kind of playing out of this world. Last year he actually played six games in the NHL. Four he started and he lost all four of them with complete garbage stats. So oh, this wow. dude's a young Swiss goalie. Uh, maybe he's also you know kind of having a coming out party here. Uh, but Vanacek is all, is is legit. He's nine and one with a two one four goals against, and they they don't even pay this guy these guys combined four million dollars. So I mean. It's hard to when you got Dougie Hamilton and the offensive talent that you have on the Devils. And I mean, they still got to pay pay, big contracts, but they're going to have to pay Jesper too. Yeah, have they paid Jack yet? Yes, that that was uh, the eight-year deal or whatever. I think. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, but I mean, I think this team's legit. I I I really do. I, someone had to get knocked down in the Metro between the Pens, the the uh, Capitals, like some of these older teams, and the Islanders, eventually maybe. someone comes knocking. Actually, the Islanders are doing well. Yeah, they're like even or not, they're hot. I have more to talk about them like uh, later yeah. on, but I I, I think um, I you mentioned the goalie. I also think their goalies, while they're playing well, are their biggest question. Um. They're just getting what they need from their goalies. It's just making the saves that, like, don't put you in a hole so you don't have to play desperate, you know, more desperate style of hockey. And I, I think that's good. I mean, I've, I've been seeing that more from Jari this at this point, too. Um, I, I, I'd like to see more from the Smith than that, but I think they're just making the easy saves and simple saves, and the team's just so good at scoring right now. Like, like <laughs> it's easy for them. I mean, three people on their team have above 20 points. Uh, Brat, Heashear, and Hughes. And then, I mean, honestly, they're just Dougie Hamilton, Tatar, Miles Wood. They're all just contributing at a decent clip that really, uh, you know, makes them good. It sustains the, like, depth scoring, in my mm-hmm. opinion. Um, And, you know, while we're on them... uh. We can discuss some of these games that happened last night while we're at it. Um, they played the Oilers last night, and I actually bet on this game. Oh, man, my dogs are freaking out. Uh, I bet the Oilers to cover the spread, and they didn't. Um, the, the Devils won 5-2. to Vanacek was the first star. He sheer with three assists as the second star. And Tatar was the third. Um, oh, man. I've watched a decent bit of this game, and the Oilers just didn't look good. Um, I need to find Stuart Skinner. Uh, he was the, in net, and I think it was for the second goal. He just misplayed the puck so poorly. They just had a tap-in goal. And from there, I could tell I'm like, oh, it's going to be one of these kind of games for the Oilers, and it, it was. They just weren't getting bounces, weren't looking good. Uh, McDavid really never got started. Um, Trace Heddle as well. It's just when those guys aren't firing, the Oilers are in deep shit, basically. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And uh, funny enough, I think Dunkel just dropped him 
that Burchard guy finally got on the point or on the, the a point after a while. I'm pretty sure he was. He was like ten games at yeah. least. He, I was eyeing him up on the trading block, but mm-hmm. elected for a different defenseman who got and hurt. So with the win, that that brings the Devils up to sixteen and three, and it drops the Oilers to ten and nine. I mean, the Oilers are definitely not this uh, powerhouse team people thought they were going to be. They're kind of struggling above 500 here. Uh, and really, they shouldn't be, I feel like. But at the same time, they should be. Like, like they spent all this money on McDavid and uh, Tricidal. They just don't have cap to pay other people. And the people that they're paying aren't getting like the job done, basically. Yeah. Their defense needs help. I I mean their goalie situation's been streaky. Dude, their goalies are bad. Like I I can't even like defend any of the like Stuart Skinner and I can't Jack remember, Campbell. Jack Campbell. Uh, I I just feel like Jack Campbell overachieved one year, kind of like the Hamburglar. Like if you remember him, how he came in for the Sens and won like twenty one games in a row, and then he's been like in the AHL ever since. It's just yeah. like. I got I got the same kind of vibes from that. Too bad you weren't in the Oilers signing office. <laughs> yeah. Well, they probably wouldn't listen anyway. Like, who's this crazy guy and why is he naked holding a sign that says don't, don't sign, sign these Jack Campbell? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I it's just one of those things like free agency while is a great source, it can also hurt you pretty badly, especially if you're trying to compete for cups, you know. Like, Especially they're obviously like, trying to compete, you know. These guys' primes, like McDavid and Dreisaitl. Yeah. Like, they're in the prime of their career. Getting McDavid's wasted. might be a little bit longer of a prime because of his natural talent. But, like, you can't win games with only two players. That's I why mean, there's a 22-man so. roster. And one of the things that I've been critical of the Pens that – I'll be critical of the Oilers. It's just being tough defensively. Like the league is different where, yeah, you can score at will, but so can every other team. So you, you have to find a way to shut down people. You have to like to the devil's credit, they shut down McDavid. He had one assist and dry would have one goal. Like these guys on for their stat line, like did not play well and for their uh, ability, you know, yeah, like they did not play well, and I—I I mean, the—it's just a different type of game, and I agree, you can't spend that much money and, you know, expect to win Stanley Cups. I mean, at the time, I'm not sure if Sid and Gino technically took pay cuts when they were, uh, like, going back to back, but I mean, in my opinion, a lot. I think <laughs> Taze and Kane's baseline definitely set a standard for the rest of the league that, that might time. not have been accurate and might not have been the smart move. Well, and, that's, that's fair. And I think other players see Taze and Kane, like, getting paid that much. And we're like, hey, I'm better than these two. Like, you got to pay me more or I'm going yeah. somewhere that will. I'm not sure what percent of the cap they signed for at the time. I really do think it was something crazy. Like I think it was only like seventy two million or something or Yeah. Versus like eighty, so say I mean for when McDavid signed it was probably seventy six, so it's just like taking up that much cap 
it's really tough to win. It, it really is. Uh, the, I could the see Panthers, it for maybe like one player, but both Dreisaitl and McDavid. Well, like, especially if you're going like to miss a, a fourth on, of your cap space. Yeah, and when you miss on all of your drafts in like trading, like granted, Evander Kane being hurt kind of like sucks like really bad for them time, yeah. and he like slit his wrist so he's out for a while yeah uh, i saw that that was that was wild. yeah that was i watched like him like react i was like oh god like that's that's so terrible to so like the, I mean, b- best wishes to him like no matter what you think about him on or off the ice having your wrist slight sliced open in front of people is awful so yeah and like credit to all the players on the ice that like saw that I think it was like Pat Maroon or someone. Yeah, and, of course. And he hey, like Greg. saw it and like skated to the bench right away and was like, "Holy shit! Like this guy needs attention, like, attention ASAP." Yeah, because he was bleeding bad. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're they're definitely missing him. But other than that, dude, I, unless they make like a crazy move, I don't. I just don't know if they'll even make playoffs at this point. Like I, I'll say it. I mean, like McDavid and, and like they they fucking are carrying them. Uh, like I want to yeah. like pull up these stats. It's awful. Warren Fogle first line four points. Uh, McDavid has thirty five. Hyman has nineteen. Nugent Hopkins second line. Uh, this is second line has twenty one points. Drysaddle has thirty one. And this is where they missed on one of their draft picks. Is Paul Yarvey, he has one goal, three assists through 19 games. Oh, man. They drafted him fourth overall in 2016. I, mean, I remember people were high on him in the draft. Yeah, it's just, if you miss on the draft and you like, I, I mean, he's 24, so he's young, but like, doesn't seem like he fits in and he's never really played well there. Um, their third line, um, Matthias Yanmark has one point through five. Ryan McLeod, I think how you McLeod. pronounce it. Had, is that how you say it? I I, I don't know. <laughs> McLeod, I know there was one. Right? There was one dude who was like a fighter long ago. His name was like McLeod. I remember. But yeah, this guy has through five through nineteen games five points. Um, their other dude. Clem Custon has zero points through four games. This Dylan Holloway dude on their fourth line has two through 15. Brian Malone, zero through two. Derek Ryan, three through 18. Yeah, like, like if you no have, one's scoring. If McDavid and Dreisaitl have more points than the rest of your team combined, they have like, that's, dude, that's combined, sad. they have like 10 times the points. It's fucking insane. Yeah. That's... It, it, it's ridiculous. And, like, it's just the roster makeup shit because of, like, this money being spent where it has to be spent, obviously. And, dude, their, even, their projected cap hit is, like, $9.2 million over the cap space, too. So, it's like, if oh, you're getting man. these results with this team, like, something's got to like get. Like, you're in trouble. Like, you need to trade one of those big contracts. Yeah, and, I mean... I sign like, like two guys. You don't or, trade. You like you just can't trade McDavid or Dreisaitl. I feel like like they like they're just your they're your guys. But like they're the cornerstone of the franchise, basically. Yeah, and like they, they just signed. I think Nuge to a, a re-up for like eight years, and Hyman 
uh, as well. So it's like, who who do they move? Like, Darnell Nurse is for up for a long time. It's just, it's tough. And maybe those players that we mentioned are expected to contribute more, but these bottom guys need to do something too. Do they still have Russell rostered, or did he retire? Um, he was a defenseman, right? Yeah. Um, I don't see him. They have, which definitely hurts, uh, Clefbaum and Kane Ooh. on IR. Yeah. I don't see, I see that they've, oh, they have buyout penalty for Andre Shakira, who's, and James Neal. Damn. Oh, they ended up with Neal's contract. Yeah, that sucks. No so wonder def- they're in trouble. Yeah, that then that's like three million, so that definitely eats up quite a bit. Um, that's like a solid third, fourth liner right there. Yeah, maybe even a second line wing if you, they're young. Yeah, exactly. And looking and for a bridge deal or something. Something better than just eating up nothing. Um, but we've been harping on for a while. They they need to put something together here. Uh, not sure if they will. I, I don't really have trust in their front office. I, um, I have no trust in the Oilers, but I picked them as a playoff team, so I'm gonna like you have hammer to. that down. You got to. I mean, yeah. Anyway, uh, moving on. We got a lot of games to go through, so we'll we'll try skimming through some of the more eh, ones uh, like this one. Like the Flames beat the Flyers five two. Flames are nine seven and two. Flyers are seven eight and four. Um, don't really care much for this game. Glad the Flyers lost. Yeah. Uh, uh, I'm pretty sure, like, I, I have some notes on a Flames player, if you don't Go mind. Go for it, yeah. Uh, for Elias Lindholm, before last night, he's been on a tear. He has eight point. He had eight points in four games before last night. I didn't see the score sheet or the game last night. but Don't think he had a point. Calgary, including last night, has won four out of the last five. And Lindholm does great at winning faceoffs and shooting. He has two goals and six assists in four games and is one of the hottest players in the league right now. Got to pick him up on fantasy. Uh, I think uh, Pat he's has owned him. for sure. Pat probably has. I feel like Pat always has that dude. Yeah, I offered him a trade for him and got declined. Not surprised. Well, keep but, I'll keep him on my radar. But the Flames, I think, are a team to watch. Like, they're they play fun hockey. They shoot a lot. They're quick. They have like one of the sweetest jerseys in the league. Dude, and nice uh, like I I don't know. I I think the Flames are definitely a playoff team, and they're stringing together some wins and looking good right now. I'll save my judgment for the power rankings. I'll get. I don't have much on them, but I I can you know frame it better during that. Uh. But yeah, moving on. Uh, Bruins beat the Lightning five three. Bruins are seventeen and two. They sound like a fucking football team. Lightning yeah, are seriously. eleven eleven seven and one. Uh, I'm pretty sure Bergeron had a uh, something that night, um, but not surprised. Bergeron has a thousandth point. That's what it was. Uh, but not surprised that Boston beat them. Um, they're just. I mean, I, they have two losses. Enough said. Like, Yeah, like, I don't know what I was doing sleeping on Boston in the preseason. I mean, right? Like, they, they should be expected to win any game they match up with. Um, 
Yeah. Uh, I'm thinking, like, the sorry, the way Boston, like, has put together the start of the season, I could see, like, a historic NHL season this season by the Bruins. If Allmark continues to play well and if Swayman plays decent when he's not uh, there, I do think you might be right here. I, I do think they could be on to something here. Uh, moving on, Islanders win an OT 3-2 versus the Leafs. Islanders are 12-8. and eight. Leafs are 10-5-5. Five five. Uh, pretty, pretty close game, it looks like. Uh, the Islanders... I'm pretty sure they're they're on the up and up here. Uh, yeah, uh, I have another like player spotlight for the Islanders. Go for it. Yeah, you got uh, it. Go for it. Matthew Barzal. He had before last night. He had seven points in the last six, two goals, five assists. The Isles were streaky, but they went four and three in their last seven before last night. And Sorokin, I have him as a dark horse for the Vesna. Mm, I do like it. They play a good defensive game. Typically, Bartzell, I remember Pat was saying, he's like, dude, he has 19 points and no goals. I'm like, Jesus. That's like <laughs> I was like, go all 82, yeah. dude. Go all 82. Zero and 82. That, that's like Henrik Sedin level or Daniel Sedin, whichever one got the assist. I think it was, I think it was Henrik. Yeah, but, I think it was Henrik. He, I remember one season he had like 13 goals and like 80 assists or something. It was it ridiculous. It might have been his, his like – yeah, because I, I thought he won some hardware for that, but maybe not. But yeah, I do remember that 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 uh, happening. Um, moving on to the next game, Jets beat the Hurricanes four to three. Um, I was actually watching this game because I bet on it too. I bet the Jets to cover the spread as the underdog, and they did because they they won obviously. Uh, but Jets are definitely a legit team. Um, I think this speaks volumes for the pens when they beat them three nothing um I, I i think pens are doing well i think the jets are beating the hurricanes is also showing that the the jets are legit the hurricanes actually scored three goals in the third uh when i was watching this game i was like oh my god i'm like <laughs> but if it went to ot it didn't really matter but i i was just like oh my god they're gonna lose and i'm gonna i'm gonna be so pissed but uh they pulled it out for you, Dave. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, Jets, we I have like a no players to watch for that, but Jets were one of my sleeper teams at the beginning of the season. I think they're solid all around. They have center depth. They have scoring. Their defense is a little it's okay, but like it's good enough for Hellebuck to just yes. stand on his head all the time. I say Hellebuck, if you have him. Back there, you don't have to worry too much. You should still worry, but having oh, yeah. him backstop you, I mean, that's it's pretty damn good. He's one of the best players, best goalies in the league right now. Probably Definitely. top three. I, I might even top two. Like, I don't even know if I can name two goalies better than him, but. Yeah. I, I, mean, I don't think I've ever seen him on my fantasy team because Nick always fucking takes him. Yeah, Nick, like, Nick loves that dude Gobbles for some reason. Up. <laughs> I, ass up. I he's one one of those players every year I like to watch and try to get on my fantasy team, but it's a challenge. It's n- never never has worked out. Yeah, it's a challenge when Nick drafts him in the first round. <laughs> um, continuing on, uh, 
the Abs beat the sorry, I'm skipping one. The Blues beat the Ducks three to one. I mean, good. Bennington had a good game. Noel Chari played well, had two goals. I miss him on the the Panthers. I liked when he was on. The oh, well, yeah, I forgot he was on the Panthers. Yeah, um, you know what's funny is I looked this up when, during work. The Ducks are five thirteen and one, and they have zero regulation wins. All of those wins are in overtime. Oh my god! So this this team is pretty bad. I mean, they have Ducks are more young. losses. They are young, and they have more losses than points. And I mean. You have to really think about it. The best year to tank would be the year during this generational talent just coming out. You know, I'm 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 watching these ducks. I'm suspicious of this of this team. Some it looks like magic. Those ducks are flying to the top of the draft order. Yeah, more like getting shot out of the sky by every team they play. <laughs> they're just they're just bad and. Uh, the Blues are streaking, but I, I have I was going to talk about about I was going to talk about that is what I meant to say uh, during the power ranking section. Um, I have a player spotlight for the Blues also. Go for it, yeah. Uh, so yep. we're we're just I'm I'm big on goalies. I think they're essential parts of the team if they're paid right. And Jordan <laughs> Bennington is my player to watch for the Blues. Before last night, his numbers in the last six games, five wins, .933 goals against average, .933 save percentage. And those probably went up after last night because I saw he had like a .69 or something save percentage. 9.6, yeah. 9.64. He's allowed 11 goals on 172 shots in the six-game win streak for the Blues. And he only started five of those games. And Bennington is Bennington's back. He might have had a bad year last year, but I think he's back. I remember certain parts of the year he started putting it together last year, but the Blues were just not that great. Uh, I still remain very bearish on the Blues as a team, but um, no one wants to hear Debbie Downer all the time. <laughs> I think the Blues are a playoff team, but we could save that closer to playoffs. Yeah, I mean, we could talk about it more when I pull up the power rankings, too. Uh, I just want to get through these last three games, and we can kind of go on to the, the teams we want to talk about. Gotcha. Um, Avs beat the Sharks 3-2 to two in a shootout. I um, thought that was pretty cool. Uh, the two good teams going at it, two skilled teams going at it. Um, Jason Robertson, uh, he's just, like, on fire. Um, I think he's top something five, top three in scoring right now. Um, yeah, he's a beast. He he's a, a beast. He really is. Um, I'll fact see. check that for you. Yeah, he is. He's top three. He has twenty nine points, and he's only behind McDavid and Drysital. He's only two points behind Drysital, which is something to like hang your hat strive on for. You know. Yeah. I mean, he has 14 goals, so he's putting it in the net. He's he's uh, playing well. Uh, I mean, and, and that's credit to the Sharks, credit to the Avs. These teams are two really good teams this year. Um, going to a shootout is not surprising by any means to me. I, I just wish I watched that three-on-three. Three. I'm sure that three-on-three three was crazy. Oh, it was probably electric. Yeah. Uh, moving on, though. Sharks beat the Senators 5-1. to one. These teams both suck. 
six eleven and one for the Sens, seven eleven and three for the Sharks. Uh, Carlson remains to be one of the best uh, defensemen here, just putting up more points. Um, the, I forget his name, Kakoin, 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 yeah, Kakoin. Um, he played pretty well. I'm pretty in letting one goal in on 38 shots. My boy Couture had two points as well. Good game for the Sharks. Senators need to figure it out, though. I, they're starting to free fall here. I think, I, in my opinion, I think the Sharks should try to dish Eric Carlson at the deadline if they keep up this like pace. And, yeah. Uh, this losing pace, I should say. Because they could get agree, in a yeah. haul for him, and a contender would definitely want a defenseman like Carlson. Only, I think the only uh, catch would be his contract. It's just I, I agree. And I don't remember the exact wording or penalty, but when teams sign long contracts and the players retire while still on the contract, I think the Sharks would still be penalized for signing that contract. Or maybe the team that has him would be penalized. I, I can't remember, but you have a cap issue when you do that. Um, that was part of the reason why when when Hosa um, retired through medical reasons, it was like a loophole for the Blackhawks. They didn't have to worry about his contract anymore because it was like a forced thing versus a voluntary uh, retirement. And like, uh, uh, what's his face? Oh my God, Duncan Keith. He retired while. Uh, I think he affected the, the Blackhawks by that, but I think he also affected the Oilers with how the contracts work. So yeah, I don't think he uh, wanted Keith wanted to be part of that shit show in Edmonton. Yeah, that I felt bad for him. He was not the defenseman he was. On he, his, was. he was a shell yeah. of his Stanley yeah. Cup Norris winning self. Yeah, it's it's sad to see. It really is. Um, so let's just move on past him. Um. Last game of the night. It was an action-packed night. I don't. I have no freaking idea why they chose Monday night to be this crazy, crazy night. But the Knights won five to four against the Canucks. Knights are fifteen four and one. Canucks are six ten and three. Uh, Canucks came back to make this interesting. I actually. I mean, I don't think anyone came back. I, I didn't actually watch the game, but I, I had it on in the second period where the Knights were winning. Um, Petter Angel had three points. Hughes had two. Uh, William Carrier, Carrier had two two goals. So Let's, Knights uh, continue to be legit. Canucks continue to suck. Nothing Canucks good. actually had a four to two lead in that game. Oh, in the third period. Cool. You're right, because Pat told me that to this morning. I I knew there was something. Yeah, it was a four to two lead by the Canucks, and it was blown in the last like. 14, 13 minutes of the game, and the Knights put in, like, three goals. Demko took that L. Demko, he's struggling this year. He wants that L. I'm hoping that he gets a couple wins, but, like, it's not looking good for Demko. Like, 14 starts and two wins, and I I don't know if he's the move out there in Vancouver. Yeah. Well, I guess guess they'll have to see. They, They... Kind of dug their grave, so they're going to have to, you know, deal with it. Um, I guess we can move on to the uh, to our teams. We've already been talking quite a while. It's gone pretty quick, honestly. 
Um, I'll just go over some some of the stuff that I have for the pens. Uh, and I have some previews that I would like to do for the pens. Uh, and that's about it for them. Um, the pens went 3-1 and one last week, 3-0 and oh on their road trip. I think we should feel good as pens fans. I, I think we started to find our identity as a team. Um, we played... Toronto, where we lost 5-2, to which we can forget about that game. Minnesota was a 6-4 win, and the Pens looked pretty good, even though it was a high-scoring game. I think the, the crowning jewel of last week is the 3-0 win versus Winnipeg. Jari looked good. Everyone just was playing a, a sound, like, structured defensive game, taking our chances when we can and not, you know, pushing it. Uh, and then lastly, we won Malkin's 1,000 game 1000th game uh we beat chicago five to three which was a great thing and he actually scored um part of that game malkin was surprised and like all the other penguins by uh his son nikita who read out the starting lineup which included malkin uh in the locker room uh it was actually kind of cute and malkin was getting like kind of like gino himself was getting teary-eyed and it was a, definitely a charged moment and good moment in his life, so I was happy to see that for him. Uh, the the Penguins themselves actually paid tribute to Gino by copying his stretching routine as well during the pregame uh, warm-ups. I'm not sure if you saw it, but they were like doing like V's with their legs. It was kind of hilarious. Uh, <laughs> it's just hard to believe these dudes. Like We mentioned uh, Duncan Keith. They are just hitting milestones, like a 1,000 games. It feels like just yesterday I, like Malkin was lifting the cup with that yeah, Conn Smythe it, award. And I, I just feel like anyone could tell you that anyone that watched hockey during then could tell you how good Malkin was then. And it's just like, he was what part of the reason why I started liking hockey so much. Um, he was actually the first Russian born player to ever win the Conn Smythe. So I thought that was cool. And his stat line during that playoff run is the most Malkin stat line ever. He had 24 games played 14 goals, 22 points, which is 36 points. And 51 penalty minutes. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, I thought that was hilarious. I think uh, Malkin... Malkin's probably my favorite Penguin of all time. Maybe not. Maybe Lemieux. At least that you've watched, right? Like, yeah, he's, like in my lifetime, he's one yeah. of my favorites. Like him. Uh, like, Crosby's fun to watch, but I wouldn't call him my favorite. Gensel. I don't like him either. I, I like Gensel, but like, he's not like my favorite pen ever. Like, and I understand Gino. Gino is just, I don't know. He's just fiery guy. He's very competitive. He's very emotional, but it's not like a bad thing. He taps into it for, you know, for good. Even good when he's like being lazy well. on the ice, I feel like he, like, contributes. You know. It's because he can't. Yeah, he's a lot. He's earned the right to do that, even though he shouldn't. But he's earned the right to do it with three cups and a con yeah. smite under his belt. Like he he deserves it. And to be fair, he's not him. he's not been lazy at all this year. I've seen him chasing pucks, going into the, like the zones where you usually see Sid dig out pucks. Like he's starting to get that more two hundred foot game kind of together the fire a, has been like lit underneath yeah, him again i hope he wants to win another cup because i really would love to see these three win another cup before they all retire eventually father time I, continues to win honestly Sad. since i'll say this right now since my teams suck 
just depends one I, I i'd be a little unhappy that like they won but like that big three like they're they're untouchable yeah i mean they're definitely shoe-ins for hall of fame if they if they all win it i'd say if they win it again uh yeah i mean that that was something to feel good and um on Sid, he actually won first star of the week. In four games played, he had four goals, 11 points. Uh, another crazy Crosby fact. He has 100 more games with multiple points than zero. So he has oh 428 games with multiple points and only 328 with zero. That's He's a beast. Absolutely insane. And he's at like 1,200-something kind of games, so... The rest of them, he scores six, uh, a single point. So that's like 500-ish games. Just crazy. Crazy. Absolutely, like, absurd that these players are this good. Happy to be w- able to witness them, though. Yeah, and happy they're on your team. <laughs> yeah. Uh, my last note before I get into some of the previews for the Pens, I don't really want to talk about Kapanen anymore. Like, yeah, I, I, I guess I'll mention him briefly is... I, I just I think we should just dump them off or like just keep them because if we make a trade in which we're looking for another project forward we're gonna be fucked like we're we're not gonna win a cup we need a, a proven guy or at least someone who fits in a little bit better than he does like going and for a project person like is not what the pens have time for they have to win now they have to put their their money on the table you know like they have to pull like a Sorry to bring the Blue Jackets into this, but they have to pull, like, a Yarmo and trade to win. I mean, I'm even fine with giving an asset, like, a, a draft pick to get rid of him. Like, don't just sit there and hope that he'll get better. Come up with a solution yourself is my my thought. I don't think Captain has proven to be good enough to be in the Penguins team right now. He wouldn't be getting scratched if he was. And that's just $3.2 million. That's just, you know gone being it's not even gone it's being like pissed away and <laughs> yeah it's I, yeah I, I get your frustration yeah it's just annoying and i don't even really want to talk about him at this point because like we've we've talked too much about him he's not we playing on him the yeah. last couple um my last my last note was actually on on zucker because i wanted to give some props here and mcginn who oh i don't have as much on mcginn but he's like mr like Prove all around me yeah like he has like seven goals or seven points in seven games now like every time he shoots it goes in and i'm i'm happy to see it like I, we need this kind of scoring uh good to see but i i wanted to really talk about zucker i think he's a good compliment on gino's win um jim rutherford traded for him i think he originally wanted him to compliment sid but he's playing well with gino there's a goal i can remember when they played the jets where they were really close to each other on the like coming over the right uh, wing on the blue, through the blue line, and they made like this weird like kind of like back and forth like pong pass, and uh, Zucker was just opened up and then just clapped one home, and it was pretty sick. Ooh. It was just a a really odd kind of play. I, you don't really see that where they were passing and how close they were, but it was cool play. Um, and honestly, Zucker has the the talent that we need. If we want to win, he needs to play as the talk with the top six talent that he has. Yeah, I I agree with that. Uh, 
Zucker, I was a little hesitant when the Pens reached out and traded for him. I was like, ah, is he really the guy? And Me too. And I, it, until this year, I, I've been thinking the same thing. But if he's being electric with Evgeny, like, I, I think it's worth the first-round pick that they traded for him. Yeah, I mean, it was Gauchinyuk, uh Kalen Addison, that guy who Dunkles, I think, mentioned before, in the first-round pick. Uh, yeah, so in in all, we also got rid of Gauchinyuk, who sucked, which was a good thing. Um, yeah, that, that was a perk. But I agree. I, I always wanted more from him. I've, I've been critical of him while he's been on the team, but he's also not been healthy while on the pass. Yeah, which... That- that's why, like, since they acquired him, I've been kind of hesitant because he's, like, always on and off the injured mm-hmm. reserve. And maybe this year uh, is the year – and that was 2020 we traded for him. And maybe this year he finally is healthy, has an offseason to prep himself, play, and he's been in the system with the Pens for long enough. He just, you know, takes that step forward that we need. Crosby's great, and this might have rubbed off on him a little bit. <laughs> well, it'd be, I think it'd be Geno's even at this point. Or both even. Yeah. Um, and that, that's basically all my notes. Um, I just have three games to preview this, uh, Thanksgiving day weekend. So also happy Thanksgiving day. Uh, yeah. Listening to this on that day for some reason. I don't know. <laughs> I think, uh, I also didn't shout out my, my retro Jersey, the Robo pen. Like, it's, it's pretty, pretty sexy pencils on the back. I don't know if you can read that, but yeah, pretty sick. Um, I back to the Zucker thing though, like, yeah, you, were, you mentioned Brock McGinn. Mm-hmm. I, I've been a fan of him since he was on Carolina. I think that his impact in the Pens organization is like underrated and underappreciated. And he knows how to get like a clutch goal here and there. He knows how to make a play in the corner, dig the puck out, and like break it out, get to open ice, make a play. I yeah. I'm high on McGinn right now. I was definitely happy that we signed him and at an affordable rate. It wasn't he, – he's uh, on our team for another three years with $2.75 million. So it's like that, affordable rate steal. for a dude that's put up 22 points in 64 games last last year. So that's that's like 30-ish points. I mean, that's – he's kind of on that track now, and I, I – that's just enough. We that's the kind of we need. We need a defensive player who can score if needed, and he kind of does fit that role. Um, the the Pens play three games this this week. They play Calgary, who we kind of discussed earlier. They are actually three five and two in their last ten. Uh, they beat the Pens before the season, but that to me kind of feels like it's dated. It's like ancient history at this point. Uh, the Pens since then have both went on lengthy losing streaks of seven games. Uh, I feel like the Flames have started to rally back, as you alluded to earlier, but uh, this Penguin team, if they have truly found their identity, I think they're going to be a tough team to beat, and I think they could also shut down the Flames forwards like Huberdeau, and I I just think that... Yeah, I I think that game earlier was not a a good representation of what the Pens are now. Um, Rust broke out of his goal scoring drought the other day, which he definitely needs to con- contribute more. If I had to, to guess for uh, a score of this game, I think it'd be like a 2-1 game that leads to like two empty net goals or an empty net goal for the Pens that lead to like a 3-1 
victory or maybe even a 4-2 victory? Uh, yeah, sorry. I, I zoned out for a second. It's all uh, good. You don't have I, to give me numbers. It's okay. Yeah, I think the Flames will put up a good, like, medium scoring game. Like, 2-2, two to two, maybe an overtime win for either team. I it This one's hard to call for me. Mm-hmm. But the way the Pens, like, they went 3-1. and one. They beat the Jets, who I think are better than the Flames. And if they could beat the Jets, I think they could beat the Flames. I, exactly, I think that's exactly my reasoning. The yeah. pesky players, though, for the Flames, you can't let them get under your skin. Like Kadri, for example, and mm-hmm. take bad penalties because of, like, whatever goes on on the ice. And... If the Pens avoid the penalties, I think they'll win this game. I I agree, for sure. That's staying in the box is definitely important against any of these teams and getting their power play going. I think that was a major difference in the last week. Power play for the Pens actually started connecting. Uh, that was that that game's on Wednesday the twenty third, and uh, their next game was after that uh, is then Thanksgiving, but. On Friday, the 25th, they play the the Philadelphia Flyers, who are seven seven and four. Boo! Yeah, they, this is the first game against the filth across the state. Uh, the Flyers are two six and two in their last ten. They're on a six game losing streak. Their offense is shrunk back to what it's expected to be, and their defense is letting Carter Hart out to dry and uh, Felix Sanderstrom. He they're just getting left out to dry. Uh, the Pens are playing a team that has this emotional tie, though, so I expect a high-energy game. Um, with that being said, I still want the Pens to run away with this one. 5-1. Go, Pens. I, I was thinking 4-0, Pens. But, like, you can't count Torts out ever, like, in any game. Yeah, I know he's just a coach and he's not a player, but he, he knows how to impact. get under yeah. your skin as a coach and he'll he'll put his he'll rally his guys up get them all fired up for this game and Penn shouldn't take the flyers lightly but i still think the pens will win i yeah and if they do take them lightly i can see an even more extreme like a 7-4 game kind of thing where it just gets out of hand for both teams yeah i i'm, I'm with you there um the last game that the the Pens plays against Toronto on Saturday, which I might be there for that one. I'm not sure. My brother has the tickets. I might go with him. Not exactly sure. Um, yeah, I mentioned before there the Leafs are 10-5 and five. Um, they this is the third time they'll play the Pens in 15 days. So if it does feel like deja vu, it is. Yeah, I was gonna say. I was like, didn't they just play the Leafs? Yeah, um, this is the last meeting of the, the season for these two teams, unless somehow Toronto gets past the first round of playoffs. I guess <laughs> first, they could play. First and if, second round. Yeah, I mean, I guess they could play, right? If, with the wild card. Yeah, with how, the wild so, card and division winner. Yeah, like, so maybe. Um, I don't, extremely unlikely, I'd say, though. Yeah, I'd say both of those teams are in the top three. I'm not going to go. Yeah, and I'm not going to go super in-depth on them because last week I basically said the blueprint to beat them. It's what they did to the Jets. Shut them down. Take your chances when you frustrate them. Uh, don't get in the box, especially against this team. Um, oh, yeah. 
with that being said, I, I'm not really sure. I still think it's a 4-3 game. I'd hope to go to the Pens. Yeah, I that one's tough to call, but I've gone the Pens twice, so I'm going to say the Leafs win that one. Yeah, and I, obviously I'm a little bit of a homer, but I really do think the Pens are that good right now. And uh, Pens are at home, and PPG Paints gets loud. It is when true. The that's pens a definite, are good. a definite uh, boon or boost to them for being able to play at home. Uh, if you want to go into the, uh, the the jackets, I, I call this section the the artillery. The artillery, I like it. Yeah, where we are the fifth line over here. Yeah, <laughs> um, I kind of did the similar thing uh, with the pens. How I I previewed some of their games. I'm not sure if you uh, did any of that. I'm not going to do much of a preview, but I'll do some, like, recap. Go for it, yeah. But uh, last four games of CBJ have resulted in a 3-1 and record. They must have got the message for uh, Chicken of the Week last week. <laughs> they only had one loss, and it was a 6-1 loss to Detroit. And Boone Jenner, he's a player I want to spotlight. He's been a monster recently. He has led the team to a few victories with the help from his line mate, Johnny Hockey, Johnny Goudreau. I know that's his real name. And uh, <laughs> he, Boone Jenner has six points in the last four games. He has sparked a fire under the Columbus Blue Jackets. And that connection between him and Goudreau is just like both of them have six points in four games, actually. And they... They have been sparking a fire under that team with defensive injuries. They're going out there winning games. They're goaltending a little sus, but Tarasov the other night, he's their third stringer right now, had 47 saves. Yeah. And carried them to a win against the Panthers. The supplemental scoring has been boosted for the Columbus Blue Jackets recently. A couple of names I'd like to mention, uh, Igor, Igor Chinikov and Kent Johnson, both are rookies or this year. And actually, Chinikov might not be, but uh, <laughs> Kent Johnson, I think he's a sleeper for rookie of the year, the Calder Trophy. He has nine points right now, and that's two behind uh, Matty Berniers from the Seattle Kraken. And he's been getting assists, putting the puck in the net. And this uh, this Blue Jackets team has like five rookies with at least a point. And that shows to the youth of the squad, the five rookies with at least a point uh, shows that they're slowly developing. And then another player I'd like to mention is Sean Corrali. He's been a monster Ooh, yeah. on the dot, has four goals in as many games. And has been an all-around good player for the Columbus Blue Jackets this season. Especially with, that brings me to my next point, is the IR situation for the Jackets. This IR looks similar to, like, Washington's IR. And it, you, it's definitely, like, the what I'm trying to say is you could build a team basically just off this IR. You yeah, got Voracek yeah. hurt. You got Elvis hurt. You got Zach Wierenski hurt. You got Patrick Line hurt. You got Adam Boquist hurt. Jake Bean, Justin Danforth, Blankenberg, all the guys who have made an impact for the Jackets this season. And to see them getting some wins is really reassuring. They they have three upcoming games this week, 
against the Canadians, the Islanders, and at the Predators. And I think I think they could win like one or two of those. To being realistic, the, I, I agree. The Canadians, they should be able to beat. The Islanders, it's at home the day after Thanksgiving. Hopefully the Islanders have some, like, turkey hangover and we could kick the shit out of them. But at the Predators, that's going to be a tough game. Yeah, um, I I would like to like, shout out Johnny Hockey as well just because I, I thought he looked great these last few games. Um, and I actually heard on an interview on Spitting Chicklets that Matthew Tachuk kind of talked to Johnny about, like, how he chose – uh, going to CBJ for it, uh, like selection, and he said, like Johnny, like kind of told him that, like at this point in his career, he like I don't think he's necessarily concerned with winning, but he really, really wanted to be in this situation with the jacket. So in a rebuilding situation, or I, I, I just like I don't know if it's like he just wants to be close to family or whatever it is, but. He said basically Johnny was at peace with his choice at the Jackets. Um, maybe that means that's good to hear. Yeah, maybe that means that he doesn't really care about like I don't want to say that because every professional athlete wants to win, but like it's not his primary concern. Uh, Sean Corrali definitely is heating up. He's also from Ohio, isn't he? So, I like, think so. So they probably like him. I think, I think he's from like Dublin. Signed him. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm pretty sure that's why they signed him because he might. I, I don't know if he played for the Junior Blue Jackets, but I know Roslovic did. Mm-hmm. But I'll I'll do a quick Google search. And so I I kind of have notes on exactly what you were talking about. In the the they have had twenty eight different skaters uh, play on their their roster this year. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Which is insane. I mean, if you're and three you know, goalies, typical roster is what twenty three is like 22. the actual. 22 or 23 yeah it's 23 for roster spots so that's a a lot like that's typically you typically don't go through that many players um usually um i do think that their goaltending kind of has sucked though and they've been in a lot of high scoring contests last week like 5-4 win 6-4 win 6-1 loss 5-3 win um it's definitely offense is coming to bat, but they they need to buckle down. Yeah, that's bit. that's gonna be tough when they're missing their three best defenders and Gavrikov's exactly. got the first line uh, duties. Like Gavrikov really thrives at that second line pairing, big hitter, blocking shots. Not so much an offensive threat, mm-hmm. but he's clutch. Like he he comes in with clutch goals. But you really need that, like, top 2D pairing of, like, Wierenski, who's out for the year, and Boquist. I mean, shit, maybe they told them that they're going to fake a bunch of injuries. Maybe the front office told Johnny that they're going to fake a bunch of injuries and get Connor Bedard. He's like, shit, I'll be around for that. <laughs> the NHL wow. already told us we're getting him. I was like, oh, shit. Hell yeah. Um, it's- one last thing on the Blue Jackets, like, trade bait for the Jackets. I think they have three solid options at goaltender right now, mm-hmm. and you don't need to hang on to all three. But it's just, will there be a team willing to take the risk on one of their three young, middle-aged goaltenders? Young, middle-aged? Mm. Yeah, like some of them are young. I think Corpusalo. Like Tarasov's young. Elvis I is pretty Corpusalo young. I think Corpusalo, too, Corby. has been talked, he's been talked about last year. 
Yeah. Um, I, I'll give my my uh, last sense here, I guess, on CBJ. They play Montreal first. I, I think that they're going to win. Um, if the Jackets want to win, they have to play well goalie in the in the net. So, And I think they will. Um, I think they're starting to catch, especially with that win against the Panthers. I think that's a big win for oh, them. Oh, yeah. And, got, and I forget, it's Tarasov, right? He had uh, like 40-some saves, like 47. Yeah. I, I, I think they're going to win a 3-2 game uh, against Montreal. Against the Islanders, I think it's going to be a three-two or a, sorry, two to zero loss. Um, I could see it. Islanders play played, sound defense. Yeah, and they actually. Holy shit! Oh fuck, Rowan. They actually played earlier this month. Sorry, Rowan just touched something and it fell. Um, <laughs> they actually played earlier this month, um, and the Jackets had the lead three times before eventually losing an OT. Uh, I expect a really low-scoring game in that one. Maybe the Jack has even come up 2 nothing against them, so who knows? Maybe even one nothing. Yeah. Uh, you never know. Jackets, they either score or they don't. And their last game, you said, was Nashville, right? Um, yeah, at Nashville. And they beat them earlier, 5-3, but the Preds have been kind of winning some games. Uh, we'll, we'll see if the Preds have some of their slumping stars break out of the, their slump. It could be a close game. But I, I do think that they do break out of their slumps here, and it's a 4-1 win for the Preds. Yeah, I, I playing in Nashville is tough. Like, the, it's yeah. crazy down there in Nash Vegas. Yeah, it, it, I remember when the Pens played, I kind of started hating Nashville with their bullshit. Um, they copied Detroit with the catfish. Yeah, I mean, instead of an octopus, I didn't like them. They like their goal chance, like making fun of players. I was like, that's fucking dumb. Yeah, they know how to get Get an opposing team shaken up a little bit. Yeah, um, and that's that's all my I have for them. I I do think it might be a rough week for the Jackets, but they should continue to build of what they have. Like, yeah, it's gonna be a rough season, but yeah, we got a boycott them. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm not boycotting them. Yeah, I like hockey too much to actually boycott it, but I also don't have tickets, so I guess it doesn't matter then. Yeah, Sam. <laughs> um, I mean, if you if we're if you're good, I can move it on over to the the Panthers here. Yeah, let's go to the Panthers then. Uh, I mean, if it's not Penguins, it's the Panthers. The Panthers are on a three game losing streak and have looked bad. They lost six four to Dallas, and really the highlight of this game was. Uh, Wedgwood, he got stretchered off after some weird issue with his lower back. Uh, he's considered day to day, so I hope he's doing better. Um, he's he's having an average start to the year, but he started to see, feel like he was figuring it out. Um, I was eyeing him up in fantasy puck. Mm-hmm. He definitely had a good start. Yeah, and sucks to. I mean, like lower back, like that sounds like spine. And being a goalie, I think he like lunged out, so it could have been something. But that that's scary for sure. Yeah, uh, hopefully he recovers. The the they then lost five to four to Calgary, and Huberto's return to South Florida, and he ended up winning the game in the shootout as well. So pretty poetic uh, for him. And honestly, that's like a hockey script. Like you, if you write a hockey movie, that's that's how it works. Like the guy comes back, scores a goal against the bad guys. In a shootout, yeah. Nonetheless, 
And we've mentioned their last game, 5-3 against Columbus. Um, I have some, I actually have some concerns about the roster makeup of this team. Uh, I feel like Bobrovsky is just proving, like, his contract is an albatross and it is awful. Um, I, I'd agree. 3-6, 3.63 goals against, 8-8-8, save, 4-5 with his, is his record. He's just, he's just looking bad. Um, I, and, you know, I also think like with how the roster's made up, they, they made this huge trade for Tuchuk. Um, I, and in that trade, so they traded, um, Mackenzie Weger, Huberdo, um, oh God, I think a, a fourth round pick and one other guy, uh, in a trade the, and I was just wondering like, and that that was to Calgary, and I was just wondering like if that's like an overpay. Like Mackenzie Weger hasn't looked great in Calgary, and he also got they both got signed to huge contracts, so that's a lot of money the Panthers didn't have. Okay, here here's the actual terms before I get into it. To Chuck in a fourth round pick, 2025 for Huberto, Weger, Coles, Swindit, it, Schwindit, Schwint. I don't know, AHL guy, and a first round uh, pick. Ooh. So yeah, they they sent some s- substantial capital to yeah, the, like Huberdo and a pick for Kachuk and Weger at the time was considered like a top four defenseman. I mean, he probably still is. He's just playing, but he's on my fantasy team. But he is not. I mean, it's just like I'm I'm wondering like even if he's not playing well there, he was playing well in Florida. And they kind of dismantled some of the roster chemistry but like to chuck's also scoring at a great pace and he has 25 points in 17 games uh so it's just like is it an overpay maybe not uh to chuck or sorry huberdo makes 10 and a half million starting next year so it's like maybe it's not really an overpay but maybe it was more like a cap move for the panthers i think it was um but that doesn't necessarily make the team better, and I think yeah. that's where my concerns are with this team. Uh, they have two games this week: Boston, <laughs> so, yeah, sixteen and two. Um, they have a long time to the game plan until they play them. So figure it out. <laughs> I I don't know Boston. This brings up Boston again. So I got a trivia question for you, Dave. Yeah, go for it. The, all right, I did a Google search earlier while we were talking about Boston. What is the most wins in a season, and who is the team? Um, is that sixty? And isn't that Tampa the other last year, or is it sixty-two with Tampa? Sixty-two in Tampa. Yeah. But they don't have the best record in history. It's probably Detroit, sixty-four yep. wins or something like that. It, Detroit also had sixty-two wins, mm. and they had thirteen losses and a tie. They're technically number one in the 95-96 season. Huh. And then the Lightning in 18-19 tied them with 62 wins. Do you think Boston surpasses that? I mean, it's it's tough because they're obviously on pace to do even better than that. They're on pace to go, like, what, they're 16-2? and two? Uh, Let me pull out my calculator for this one. There you go. There you go. 82 games, they've played 20. Or not 20. 18. <laughs> so 82 like minus season, 18 right? equals 64. 64 divided by 3. 
Uh, we'll wait. Wait a second. Wait a second. Math is actually hard. I can't even use a calculator. Divide a 20 64 by... minus 6. So let's say they lose like two games every 18 games the rest of the season. They're on pace to be 52 or 74 and 8 at yeah. the end of the year. Yeah, and like obviously that is unreasonable. They're going to lose more games than that. But I, I do think they have a great shot at beating it. I really do. I, um, I, it would it be fun to with watch, the, honestly. we got to ruin it here with the Panthers. Um, Who do you got in that game? I, I do have Boston winning. Um, I think they need to take away their scoring chances. Uh, the Panthers need to take away Boston's scoring chances is a key to victory. They're often out shooting these guys, but they really need to have better chances as well. Um, got to shut down Pasternak. He has 28 points so far. Uh, Good luck. The Bruins are also scoring at a 4.11 goals for and only allowing 2.06 goals against. Kind of insane. I, I do have the fire or the, the fires, the, the Bruins beating the, the Panthers three to two. Um, and the Panthers only play two games. They play St. Louis as well. Um, St. Louis is on a six game heater here. They beat the Avs and the Knights in that stretch. Um, if they can, and that, that was against the only good teams. They played sub-500 teams. I don't even remember who, but they, they did beat them, which is important. you got to beat those teams if you're going to be good. The Blues' weakness so far is lack of scoring. Kairou has six goals on their team, and he leads the team in scoring. So and that's, Tory that's, Krug just went down for the Blues, too. And that's not good because um, they have a poor PK, and their defense kind of sucks. Uh, their goaltending is playing well. I mean, I think stellar yet. Like you said, you you would like to see Bennington do well, and he definitely has the chance here to get going. But this team needs him. Yeah, Tarasenko is coming back from injury, I think, too. So that'll give him a little scoring punch. But I honestly, I think Florida will beat the Blues. I agree. I think they need to take advantage of only having two games this week and really come out with some like desperation and energy. Um, I actually think they're going to win a 3-1 game. Uh, I, I, I'm not going to disagree with you. Yeah. Uh, that's, I mean, that's really my last note here. Um, I kind of like doing these in the beginning of the week because we get to kind of preview the week and see how we do. Uh, Agreed. Last week, uh, I I don't even really remember. I, I definitely called a high-scoring game versus Toronto but and I think Minnesota, but I don't really remember the other ones. The Pens, I – I think I wrote it down. I, I didn't remember the, like, I, I, I had them going two I and two. My notes. I had them going two and two, and they went three and one. Had them losing to Toronto and Winnipeg and winning against the Wild in Chicago. Winnipeg was a shocker for the Pens, but. They put it together that game for, for sure. Um, you this got week, anything? I think the Pens will go two and one, but. I think they go three and oh, motherfucker. All right. Got anything for uh, Moots Matrix or anything like that? Other than that, I'm I'm pretty much uh, spent. Well, I have a couple other notes. Uh, if you want to get in to the heart scoring right now, I think that's McDavid's race to lose. That's like basically yeah. all I got on that. The yeah, the, the this is the trophies, the rewards. That's yeah. the most points, right? Yeah. And, like, surprise scores for me right now are Jason Robertson and Nick Suzuki. 
mm-hmm. both of them with 27 and 23 rep- points respectively. Yeah. And I think they're just surprise scorers. They're heating up. They could maybe make a push for like fifth in the scoring race. I mean, Carlson's up there too. He has 29 points. So true. It'd be crazy to see a defenseman win it, but I, I yeah, doubt that, he does. But that would be awesome. But that's all I got for the heart. Vesna, I have three goalies to watch for this. I have Linus Olmark. He has a goals against average of 1.89, 0.937 save percentage, one shutout. Connor Hellebuck, who plays for the Jets. Linus Allmark plays for the Bruins, in case you yeah, didn't know Allmark's, that. Yeah, uh, Allmark's goals against went up a little bit, too, because of last night, I think. I have 1.96 on his, but... Okay, the, I wrote these before the games yesterday. So. Yeah, so yeah. And he's still playing well, I'd agree. He's Hellebuck, like, he's up there, his stats are good, and Vanacek. And then I have a watch list of Jake Ottinger, Igor Shesterkin, and uh, Ilya Sorokin. I like it. I like uh I really do like Ottinger as a choice. I think he's a young goalie. We'll be seeing a lot of. Allmark is just interesting. I never thought he was this good, but apparently he is. I don't know. Yeah, like maybe it's the team around him, but like I mean, he has you got to give him the credit right up. now. Yeah, yeah, I mean, he has the individual stats, so you could be and, a lot worse. And then last trophy I want to like discuss is the Calder. I called it Calder's Cookies, the Calder Trophy. But uh, I think Matt, this is Matty Bernier's race to lose. He has 11 points, but there's a couple other guys I wanted to mention. Uh, Matthias Michelli, he has 10 points. He's work, uh, He's playing for the Yotes right now. He's been a good young rookie at the beginning of the season. He's been slumping a little bit lately. Uh, Kent Johnson for the Jackets has nine points. I talked about him previously. He's only two points behind Berniers, and I think he's got a good shot to keep producing. And then Jake Sanderson, big defenseman, filling in for Thomas Chabot at uh, the Senators. Mm-hmm. I think he's he has nine points as well. And there's a couple other that are right behind him, but the Calder race will be interesting this year. There's a lot of like good young talent. I like Sillinger as well. He's a rookie, isn't he? Yeah, I uh, like him. He played last year. I don't know if he's considered rookie. Uh, because I, I, I might be why I remember him. Honestly. I liked him. Uh, thought he was yeah. gonna do better this I, year. He was hyped up this year, and I, I, I don't know. I think he's a good player. He just needs to develop a little more. Let's see. Yeah, he did play last year. He had 15, 31 points. That's not bad. No, not bad for a rookie. Honestly, I haven't been tracking rookies, really, besides Bernier or Berniers. And then, and lastly, for the hockey talk, I want to I, – I started this tradition last week. I want to give out the chicken of the week. <laughs> and I got props for this one. The, the chicken comes out. The cock. All right. So what is so this is the what this is this is like basically the worst performance of the week. And today I have a couple things to say. Uh, I'm gonna give out the chicken of the week. <laughs> Here it is for those viewing on YouTube. 
to these guys right here. And those guys are the the Sabers. He's putting on a hat. The <laughs> Buffalo Sabers. Wow, you have even a coat, Sam, dude. I think a koozie for them. The Sabers are on an eight-game losing streak, and they just need to have a beer, sit back, relax, get their shit together, and win some fucking hockey games. Yeah, I, I feel like they do this. Like maybe not every year, but every other year they do really well. Everyone's like, "Holy oh, shit, is this the year?" And then it's like, no. It's so a typical Buffalo hot start. Yeah, I think I called that out like the second episode or something about that. But yeah, yeah, I, I think the eight-game losing streak they they deserve it this week, and they just need to win some hockey games. Yeah, they need to get back on the right track. They actually played tonight. Um, I guess we can we can finish on that if you're if you're uh, got everything. These two games tonight, uh, Sabres play against the Canadians uh, at seven o'clock. Seven and eleven are the Sabres. Nine, eight, and one are the Canadians. Rangers play Kings, which is a matchup of that Stanley Cup long ago. Uh, oh yeah, forgot at about 1030, that. Ten thirty. Uh, the Rangers are nine, six, and four. Kings are eleven, eight, and two. Uh, I, I actually did say I was going to do the power rankings. Like I, I probably should do that. Um, we could finish on that if you're cool with that. Yeah. Uh, you care if I get the matrix in real quick? Yeah, go for it. All right. So today's game is going to be one that I played with David before. <laughs> and I think I'm going to just keep it on the hockey uh, subject. And last week, what what game did I choose? I think it was the game you're speaking of. It was Slapshot. Slap yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm going to keep it on the hockey for two weeks in a row. I'm going to throw back to the NHL three-on-three arcade. Oh, oh man. It's that one of the only games. five-star here. One of the only games I've ever, like, gotten every single achievement for on the Xbox. And... Let, hold on, let that me find it. That game is just awesome. I mean, that the the power ups, the the bullshit, the big heads with the. I, I remember like coming after school and playing that game all the time. Yeah, I just I actually missed that, that game, game for hours. hours. Yeah, that, that was fun. You you could basically for those that have never played the game before, even though it's like eight years old, probably at this point, maybe older. It's uh, probably older. Yeah. <laughs> It was a three-on-three hockey game, and you got to choose from a list of, like, all-star players at the time. And basically, it was – was it first of five, or was it just time? Uh, yeah, I thought it was either that or three periods, but you might be right. I think it was first to a certain goal. Yeah, but basically, you'd get power-ups. There was, like, rocket shot, speed skates, and depending Freeze on how – people. You could freeze people. You could check them yeah. over the boards. Yeah, it was could, fun. Like, there were no penalties, no offsides. It was it was great. I tiny it, rink like, too. Tiny rink. Why I enjoyed it. I I I love hockey. I love playing games with my friends, and this one was a casual one that was pretty easy to pick up if you played any NHL game before. It was like blitz, like blitz football or slugfest, where it's like. Not as necessarily gross and graphic and, like, violent like that, but it was just, like, bullshit. Like, you just had fun, like, cutting loose and 
you know, using the trick shot button to score a fucking crazy goal. I, I do remember playing uh, Henry a lot. Oh, Good old yeah. Hank. Yeah. Do you remember playing him a lot Shout that out. game? Yeah. Yeah, that's funny. But that, that game, I, I, I do think that game is probably better played in casual. I think that's a, a fun game. Definitely um, a casual game and maybe like even cooperative if you have like definitely three guys that you want to play it, with. It definitely you, is cooperative. I would agree. I think um, it was two V two was the max. Maybe that could be a con for it. I don't, I don't see any cons. I think that game's a five star game and I won't be changed. I won't be swayed otherwise. Yeah. I'd, I'd probably give it a five, like 4.98 myself because they haven't like updated it or re-released it yet yeah they're not gonna sell it back to us so we can buy it again how fun yeah yeah they're not gonna pull the skyrim but that's a different game (laughs) we'll talk about that one eventually yeah when you finish it yeah if if i finish (laughs) it (laughs) um you ready for power rankings then brother yeah yeah but we'll make it i'll make it quick since we've been doing this weekly makes it kind of easier um here it is. New. Can you see it well? So, yeah, it's it's good. I'm not sure if it's popping up on my screen, so I'm not sure if it'll be trans transmitted for YouTube or whatever. But whatever. Um, I'm just gonna start at the top, go down, mention any teams you feel you need to. Uh, but in the elite bracket, Boston, Vegas, and or sorry, Anaheim, Avalanche, and the Devils. Devils 13 game win streak. Bruins on a seven. Abs. Sneaky. I mean, no one's really been talking about them. They're 11-5-1, three-game heater. Can never count out the defending champs. Uh, second bracket, I got the, the Stars, the Leafs, the Hurricanes, the Lightning, the Islanders, the Kraken, the Penguins, the Jets, the Oilers, and then the Kings. Um, my my highlights really are the, the Canes. They're on a three-game losing streak. I actually might have been more inclined to put them down lower if their record wasn't so good i think the the islanders are definitely on the come up um i couldn't put the pens rightfully in front of the kraken after they beat them twice so thought that was fair also on a three-game heater um that's supposed to be the penguins that was not the here you go it was not them (laughs) easy correction yeah um jets same thing i think they're a legit team oilers Getting towards that fringe spot where I'm not sure they're going to make playoffs. Uh, Kings, maybe I could have done a little better on, uh, but I, I feel like they're in playoff position. Uh, the fringe category got the, the the oh my god Detroit the, the god damn it why am I wanting to call them the Maple Wheels <laughs> <laughs> that would the, be the a Red fun Wings alternate um, universe team yeah seriously um, the Red Wings. Uh, I, I feel like they're a French team. I, I don't know what I'm going to get from them, so I can't rate them higher. Panthers, I mean, I three-game losing streak. They're just not playing well. They're In their division, they're a French team. Uh, the Rangers, I, I feel like the same thing. French team played well last year. Not sure what's going on. Uh, the the Blues, though, are surging, surging up towards this playoff spot. I expect them to go higher, actually. Uh, I feel like Montreal Canadiens... Uh, and the Calgary Flames have been hovering at this spot in the, the standings. Same thing with the Predators. Uh, the Flyers are starting to free fall. I should probably even put them lower. But uh, I, I agree. Like, yeah, I feel like that 
that might be an oversight. Um, same with the Wild. I, I feel like they could even be in the bad section. Uh, the teams are starting to like kind of get separated now between the playoff teams and the not playoff teams. Like Capitals, four game losing streak. I think they're bad. We've talked about their IR issues. I just don't think they're putting it together this year. Uh, sorry, sorry, Matt, but the CBJ. I think they're in the bad category. Same thing with Chicago. Yeah. Same thing with. Uh, I mean, all these teams. I mean, they have not moved the Sharks, Canucks, uh, Buffalo. They might even be in the hunt for Bedard next power rankings yeah you never know chicken of the week yeah exactly um and for the bradard sweepstakes here i got coyotes senators ducks ducks i've mentioned they're doing awful uh the sens lost to a team in the bad bracket and they lost bad in that bracket or in that a game against the sharks and i just i think the the compete levels there for the the coyotes are just not talented enough like this team's not that good you're saying the Yotes or the Sens? The Yotes. The Sens okay. are talented. They're just not putting it together right now. I don't know yeah. what what's going on. I think that's the not... Yotes are fighting for, like, I think you said it last week, fighting for trades all around. Yeah, they want their, I'm sure they want their roster sports, spots. They want to show that, like, hey, like, I'm going to try. Like, I only get this chance possibly once in my life. Like, same thing with some of the young guys on the jackets. It's like, you might only get one shot at the NHL, and this might be it. Like, go fucking play. Go play your heart out. Play play well. Go earn yourself a contract. Go earn yourself millions of dollars. Exactly. Um, I mean, then I don't, I don't got anything else here. If if that's it, we can wrap up. Uh, I appreciate anyone who uh, stuck it this far and listen listen with us. Uh, I got two interesting games on schedule tonight. Um, you won't be able to hear me say go watch them, but you should. Uh, tomorrow, uh, the Pens play. I'm definitely watching that game. And Thursday is Thanksgiving, so happy Thanksgiving, everybody. And Matt, thanks for coming on again. Uh, I like having you on here. We're thanks, definitely Dave. shooting shit, you know, hockey shit a lot more. And sorry that Ryan wasn't here, but next time I'm sure he'll he'll make it. He had to do something for his job, so can't yeah, fault him he, there. He's a busy man. Exactly. Um, and that and like that, I appreciate everyone. Thank you for listening to episode five of Puckin' Dirty. Have a good one. Peace!